Sorry. It's okay. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention when you were just talking to me. Wow, everything's working right today. Yay. For once. My voice is shot today. I can't even do the bottom five. <laughs> I'm going to try, though. Me too. We owe it to Mel. Ba, 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 ba. Not bad, not bad. We did all right. We've done better. All right. Guess we'll get this show on the road. Sure. All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Uh, we've got a very interesting show for you today. We've got Donnie Jarvis, hero Hero veteran Donnie Jarvis, who served three tours in the Middle East, Afghanistan and Iraq, was blown up three times, came back and decided to, uh, came back, got uh, surgery, had all kinds of things happening to him, and then decided to kept going back. Like he got blown up by an IED, he came back to the States, they fixed him up, and then he re-enlisted, he went back, and then got blown up a second time, and they rehabbed him, and he went back a third time. And he is a, uh, a, a hero, veteran, award winner at the Valley Patriot Bash from, um, I'm going to say maybe we gave him an award like five years ago, thanks to Dan Strange, whom I miss every single day. Uh, he died of cancer last year. I really, really miss Dan a lot. Um, one of my best friends in the world. Um, and Donnie, since he came back his third time, uh, since he came back to the States, um, he is disabled, but he spends 100% of his time helping veterans. Setting up free dinners for veterans, getting coats and hats and um, uh, veteran services, trying to help them find housing. And he doesn't work like he doesn't, he doesn't like go out and start a nonprofit so he can get a salary and all that stuff like a lot of other people do. He just does it. Like he just goes out and he does it. So as we speak, he's out um, in Haverhill 
and they're putting on a free dinner for the homeless, and we're waiting for him to zoom in. Hopefully, he'll do that shortly. Before he does, a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, by the way, last week's show, one of our highest-rated shows of the year, <laughs> and um, I, I, I must have watched it. I went back and I watched it at least two or three times because I always watch to see like how I could say things better or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I get a brain fart in my head, and, and, and I have to find like strategies to not do that when I'm live. And um, uh, I have to say, it's, it was painfully obvious watching Monday Night City Council meeting that every single city councilor watched that show. Because <laughs> even Steve Saber was saying things during the meeting that I was saying on the show as far as uh, how Neil Perry has just monumentally screwed up. Except I have to say, and again, everyone knows I don't like Steve Saber, but I, I'm also a fair person. I, 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 I've always believe that the most important thing you can do in life is be fair even to people you don't like, in fact, especially to people you don't like. He brought up a, a, an interesting point that even I didn't pick up when we were playing those clips last week of Neil Perry. And that is that he, on three occasions during that show, talked about whether or not he was going to run for re-election. And he's on a government access channel. He's on a public access channel. And you're not allowed to campaign, you're not allowed to politic on a public access channel. So, I, you know, I didn't, I'm not going to file any complaints with the ethics committee or whatever else like that. I'm not out to get Neil Perry, even though I think a lot of people in my position probably would be. Um, but I'm pretty sure that some, at least one of those counsels, probably Steve, filed some kind of a complaint with the ethics committee. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be found in violation. You can't go on public access and campaign, especially if you're a current elected official, because that gives an advantage to the incumbent. That if somebody else, if he, let's say he decides to run in, in, in another two years, he runs for another term, he, it gives him an advantage over whoever's going to run against him. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also um, want to say a, a gentleman named Bill Hannafin. I, hopefully I said that right. I don't think he's a big fan of mine, but I have to say I'm a big fan of his. And he, he, I don't always agree with him, but he gets up at the council meeting at almost every meeting and has something to say. And these are the kinds of people that built that Neil Perry and the counselors and the school committee members need to be listening to more because these are the people, and I'm going to use just Bill Hanneman as an, as an example of other people that also do this, though not many, sadly, who watch all the meetings, who read the newspapers, who are looking for information about their community. And even when he gets up at the, at the microphone, I think a couple of times he's gotten up at the microphone and he's ripped me apart. That's fine. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. But, but putting that aside... Those are the people that they get up at the microphone and they try to rein in some of the elected officials and the things that they're doing that they probably shouldn't be doing or vice versa, things that they're not doing that they probably should be doing. And so um, he got up at the microphone uh, this week and um, you know, really kind of really, really laid it on the line for the mayor. And it, by the way, it's not just the mayor, it's the city council too. I did make one mistake last week, two mistakes last week. I said that the city council voted for all of this stuff. They didn't, they didn't vote, okay? They didn't take a, a, a physical vote on all of the uh, hazard pay duty for the city of Methuen employees that were essential workers. But they did support it. They all sat there and they directed the mayor on like, where, they sh- where they think he should be spending the money or what employees should be getting it or shouldn't be getting it. So I did say that they... They voted and they didn't actually vote, which is technically not true, but they did support it. So it's the same point. Um, The other thing is that the clerks did get hazard pay in Methuen, but they didn't get the staggered shifts. They didn't get the reduced work schedules that the police, fire, and DPW got, which to me is still hazard pay, right? So 
I just wanted to correct those two things. I know they're small. I know it doesn't change any of the points that I made, but I did get some emails from people afterwards saying, hey, you got this wrong. And I always like to make sure that my, my readers and my viewers, my listeners uh, have the correct information at the end of the day. So last week, great show. Um, it was very, very highly rated. I think, I, I, I think it was somewhere around 6,000 views. Uh, if I count the audio and the video, the downloads for the audio and the video, which is, I'm going to say off the top of my head, maybe like the fifth or fourth highest show, highest rated show of the year. Next week, we've got an incredible show. It's our anniversary. It's our fourth anniversary. And every year we do a double show and we have the police chiefs of uh, the different uh, communities come in. Next week, we're going to have North Andover Police Chief Chuck Gray who is a very good friend of mine and really a tremendous human being, is going to be here with uh, Lawrence Police Chief Roy Vasque and Methuen Police Chief Scott McNamara. And we're going to talk only about the opioid crisis and the, the opioid, uh, the overdose deaths and the different police strategies that local communities are using to try and deal with addiction and overdoses, overdose deaths, how they deal with the families, how they deal with the, the crime that comes along with people who are addicted and homeless in their community. And um, that's going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. We always get really great news out of that show. Each, each um, chief is going to come in. They're going to bring us our stats for the last three years so we can see whether it's going up or down. And I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't looked at any of those stats at all, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to guarantee you that they've all gone up. In fact, I think they probably doubled because of COVID. The, the number of people who have died from opioid uh, abuse has dwarfed the number of people who have died from COVID. Yet the people in our government who run our government run around crying about COVID and try to use COVID to destroy our lives, to control our lives, to gain, gain more power for themselves and their political parties. And they've done absolutely nothing, nothing to try and stem the tide of the opioid crisis, the overdose deaths, how it's destroying our families, how it's destroying our communities. So I think next week's going to be a pretty good show. Then the show after that, January 6th, I'm actually booked out now to January 6th, um, we're going to have uh, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Octavian Spanner, who is um, Brian DePena's, I don't know what his title is, everybody gets all worked up about titles, I think he's like the chief of staff or something uh, for Brian DePena at Lawrence City Hall, and uh, he's going to come in and talk about some of the great things that Brian DePena has been doing since uh, he took office about three or four weeks ago. I, I will tell you one thing that you know we're, we're going to discuss a little bit, and this is a preview of a news story coming probably within the next month or two. When Dan Rivera was mayor of Lawrence, he tried to screw these two little old ladies who own a piece of property on ha- uh, Haverhill and Jackson Street. And they went in and they put a fire watch on this property for like six months. Now, I did some research. There has never been a fire watch that long in the history of Massachusetts, in any community, than what Dan Rivera did to these two old ladies. And he put a fire watch on, and when they put a fire watch means that a firefighter has to be on the property 24-7, and they charge the property owner $1,000 a day because of the, the, dis, the state of disrepair that the building was in. So these, these, these two ladies went to the city and said, we want to get permits to fix the roof and to fix the plumbing so we can get rid of the fire watch. And they said, no, 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 we can't give you permits because you've got a fire watch. They said, well, we can't remove the fire watch without fixing the building. You're telling me we can't fix the building because of the fire watch? So uh, I suspected, and I said at the time, and I'm going to say it again, and if someone wants to sue me, that's fine, 
But I suspect, and now I'm convinced, that, that there's an insider in Lawrence politics that wanted that building. That they were purposely trying to take this building away from these two old ladies. Um, so, that, so that, for whatever reason, when you, when you look at the value of that building, and I actually talked to a couple of real estate people, that building on Haverhill and Jackson Street, all fixed up, would go for about $1.3 million. And these two poor ladies have been trying, just, they've been beating their head against the wall for the six years Dan Rivera has been mayor to try and find a way to get a loan to fix the building to get rid of the fire watch, but they couldn't get rid of the fire watch because they couldn't get permits to fix the building because they couldn't get the permits because there was a fire watch. And so Dan Rivera's administration made it impossible for them to be able to fix up their property. Well, let me tell you something. Dan, uh, 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 Brian DePina came into office in November and on his first day, called me up and said, I wanted, I, I, I've been reading up about the story you've been writing about these, these, these ladies, and I want to help them. I want to help them keep their building. I want to help them move into that building and keep it. And I know the city's been going out of their way trying to take it away from them. They've been treated very unfairly. I looked at the files, and we're going to help them. And so for the last month and a half, or a month or so, uh, Brian DePina and Octavian Spanner and the people in his office have actually gone out of their way to try and help these ladies keep their property. And so that's, uh, that's something that's going to be coming up. I, I think it's really a tremendous thing that he's done because everyone was against them. The fire department, inspectional services, the legal department, the city attorneys were all against them. Put them in housing court, and then the housing court judge says, well, we can we can remove the fire watch for you if you fix the building. And they said, yeah, but we can't get the permits. And the judge didn't seem to care. So that's something that we're going to be, um, we're going to be touching on uh, in, in the upcoming weeks. So on the line, we have one of my, somebody that I admire a lot. And I'm very proud to say he's a friend of mine. And uh, thanks to Dan Strange, who turned me on to, who, who um, introduced me to uh, Donnie Jarvis, a hero veteran who served three tours in the Middle East. Donnie, are you with us? Hey, Tom. How are you doing? Good, sir. And you've been here on the show, and you've been at the bash, and we've given you an award, which you, which you more than deserved. Why don't you tell people what you're doing today, that everybody else is living their own life and taking care of themselves and their own family. Why don't you tell people what you're doing today? So we just wrapped up at the uh, AMVETS here in Haverhill, where we served uh, a Christmas party to 200 veterans here in the city of Haverhill. Um, And they all got a nice ham dinner with macaroni and cheese, green beans, and fresh desserts. And then each veteran left with a Christmas stocking and a gift, which was a brand new sweatshirt uh, with tags. Uh, Again, it was 200 people. So it was a nice little party. Well, that's great. Now, do you know, by the way, you're, you're in Haverhill now, right? You've moved to Haverhill? Yes, I moved to Haverhill last March. Now, do you know Dee O'Neill? She ran for city council. She's yeah, a, I know Dee O'Neill. Okay, Good, because if you didn't know her, I was going to try and put you guys together because I think you guys would work really great together. Yeah, and I think we do a lot of good things of, this, of the same network, you know. Um, she does a lot for our veterans. I know last year during the pandemic, I think she did over 20,000 sandwiches to veterans throughout the pandemic. Um, and she does a lot of work with Joe Demore helping our veterans. Uh, let me tell you, so we, there, there's a there's a guy that's a, a tremendous guy, Joe Demore. Love him. Yeah. So collectively, we we all run in the same network. Um, I would love to team up with, and do something with her. I was actually hoping she would be here today, but I, I did not see her. Yeah, she's and she's she. The reason you probably didn't see her is because she's probably out giving sandwiches to people. 
That's, that's what I assumed. He was probably right. delivering lunches right. um, to veterans who couldn't make it here. Right. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the other stuff that you've been doing for veterans? I know that um, you do a lot of things w- uh, like uh, setting up things for fla- for the flag burnings, like when a when yeah. when a. So, f- um, I a few years ago I started a flag disposal program where that was launched out of Newbury, where we got an old mailbox and I had the high school kids paint it to a flag disposal box, which that box itself collects over a thousand flags a year that are retired through the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, there are similar boxes here now throughout the Merrimack Valley. Salisbury hopped on board. I'm working on one for Newport. We have several now in Haverhill and I have one in Rockport that uh, it's uh, we're losing them. Boy Scouts. As you know, we have guys that have back in Afghanistan. I'm sorry, did you lose me? Yeah, can you just start that over again? We we seem to have lost you. Yeah, so my bad. I'm, um, so this past August, we had that terrible stand. And what I did for Veterans Day is I organized a trip of, of six people and we went down to Arlington National Cemetery in D.C. And we single-handedly placed a rose at every Afghanistan fallen veteran in Arlington, wow. as well as the 50 Pentagon victims. And we did this for Veterans Day to remind the families that their, their sacrifices are worthy and that the service was worth it. Um, I got donations to pay for all of the roses. And I'm looking at doing this program locally sometime next summer. Uh, I'm eyeing a few cemeteries now to kind of put together logistics, but that was a very meaningful and heartfelt trip. You know, I felt going to Arlington was a great, great idea. Uh, We have a lot of Marines and veterans buried there. That's, you know, that's so tremendous. Can you tell people, um, you know, you're not just a veteran. You, you went, you went back three times. Can you just talk a little bit about your service about, you know, where you went and what happened to you? Because I think it's, I think it's very meaningful for people to understand that, you know, you could very easily have walked away when you came home and said, you know, I'm done with all this veteran stuff. I got blown up three times. And, um, and you didn't, you came back and you, and you decided to give back anyway. Yeah. So, um, after my first tour, I came back as a drunken mess. After my last tour, I came back hurt and wounded and spent six months in the hospital and being in the hospital, it opened up my eyes to a lot of what our veterans, our wounded veterans are dealing with. And the respect that I saw at the hospital, that the way they were treated, I made it my mission to bring that back home. And since I came back home, I've been working nonstop to advocate and support our fellow veterans, not just in the Merrimack Valley, Tom, but across the state. Um, I've collected over a thousand Christmas stockings that stretch from Springfield to the Cape to here in Haverhill. That that that's tremendous. You've kind of glossed. You, you, you kind of glossed over. Are you still there? I think. I, I think. I think. We've, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. The hall. My bad. Uh, I I think you glossed over though your your heroic yep, service. So tell people how you got hurt. So um, February thirteenth, two thousand and twelve, my vehicle hit a two hundred and fifty pound explosive that rolled my vehicle. Um, and as a result of that, I have right side injuries that stem from hearing loss in my right ear to a bad shoulder, bad knee, bad hip. And I even have vertigo and balance issues. Uh, I, I suffered a traumatic brain injury, which has taken a lot of work to recover from. I'm still recovering from it. In fact, 2019, I had a very bad 
episode where I was in the ER six times that year. I couldn't walk for a quarter of the year. Wow. Uh, but I picked myself up and I, I, um, I didn't let that stop me. You know, I published a book at the end of that year with the motto that of never give up. And that book is about my, my service dog. And Tom, you know him well. Mocha. So that book is called Mocha, the superhero service dog. And it basically my, that, that dog saved my life. Right. And even when I had a hard time, Mocha has been there. So I wrote a book about him with the message of never giving up. You know, I've had a lot of bad days. I have a lot of bad days, but I make the good days count. That's tremendous. And I've got the coloring book sitting on my desk. I appreciate you bringing yeah, one I over. Have a, and, I, and I have a coloring book. And I will tell you, I am working on a chapter book geared towards middle school kids called The Life Story of Mocha, the Superhero Service Dog, which um, is going to be about 12 chapters. It's going to run from when he was abandoned on the streets till today. And we're going to cover several things in that book. So I'm hoping to put it out next spring. That's my goal. You know, it's so tremendous. And uh, you're, you're one of my favorite people in the world because people, people out there complain about the problems that they have in their life. And compared to people like you, their problems are nothing. And, you know, I know that you're in pain every day. I know because I'm in pain every day because I have, I have a yeah. bad hip, a bad back, but nothing compared to you. And there are day, you're my inspiration because there are days when I can't walk. And I can't get, I can't even get from my bed to my desk and I'm sitting there and I'm feeling sorry for myself. And then I think, you know what? I'm not, I'm not dealing with one half of what poor Donnie Jarvis goes through every day. I'm going to find a way to get it to my desk. I'm going to find a way to get out of this bed and I'm going to get to my desk if I have to crawl there. And you are an inspiration, my friend. And, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I'm pretty sure that you, uh, you have inspired a lot of other people, including our, our mutual friend, Dan, who's no longer with us. Um, what a great guy he was. He called me out, in the, out of the blue one day and said, do you know Donnie Jarvis? And I said, no. He said, you're going to love this kid. He deserves an award at the bash. And I think when you came to the bash, it was the first time I met you. And um, before the bash, yeah. I had to put together a little bio. And so we always like get up and read a bio of the person that's getting the award. And it was like 27 pages long by the time I was done because you've done so much. And uh, can you? Yeah, I got a lot. And 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 I want to I want to tell you when you have a hard day, when things are going tough, please please hang in there, please keep going because you are an inspiration for a lot of other people who aren't even veterans like me who think we have problems in our lives and 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 don't have you know half as half as tough as you've had it or half as tough as you do have it. Um, Mocha is still with us, I'm sure. Mocha's still with us. He's going good. Um, you know, he's getting a little older now. But he's he's doing really good. You know, he's spoiled rotten. Um, I'll have to share a story. So last night I was walking Mocha, Tom, and I have this issue every now and then with my balance where I can't walk straight. And last night I was having that problem. I was walking to the right and I was leaning to the right. I thought I was going to fall over. And Mocha's on my left-hand side because of that. So he was a good person to help me with my balance issue. Other than that, I probably would have kissed pavement last night. Um, and I have a lot of those moments. Mo many people don't realize that I have really bad balance and vertical issues. But Mocha has really been um, a great, a great support, you know. And our, our buddy Dan Strange, he, he's the reason why today uh, I have my Purple Heart. And there was a little bit of a paperwork issue that I got denied for. 
And when I met Dan and he found out, he he made it his mission. And literally on his deathbed, he looked at me and goes, Don, you're going to get it. Trust me. And this year, I got the Purple Heart. And I actually, his family gave me Dan's favorite tie, which happened to be purple, which I have worn um, with, with around the Purple Heart on Purple Heart Day. It's, it's so tremendous. Now, what do you have coming up? I'm sure that with all the stuff that you do, you've got some things in, in the works now. Uh, events for veterans, things you're doing for veterans. Give us a preview yeah, of what's coming. Yeah, I got a coming. lot in the works. Um, I just submitted a bill to Diana DeZaglio's office, Senator Diana's office, uh, regarding Purple Heart recipients. I'm trying to get um, a parking situation done for them where they'll get, hopefully, get free municipal parking for all Purple Heart recipients in the Commonwealth. That should be a no-brainer. Um, I'm also going to be doing a, uh, a pancake breakfast fundraiser in the spring here in Haverhill for veterans. And one big project I'm doing is next September with POW Day, I am working with my old high school to install a POW stadium chair at the high school on POW Day. That's tremendous. Um, so, but, but I also have projects scheduled all throughout the summertime. You know that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be busy this year. And I'm going to try to do a rose program locally to honor our veterans here in the local cemeteries. It's that, I mean, it, it's so tremendous what you're doing, uh, Donnie. Please keep in touch with us. By the way, how, how did you get Mocha? Can you tell us how you got Mocha? Yeah. So um, my social worker through the VA knows that I'm not a big fan on pharmaceuticals. As I'm sure you know, Tom, we've talked about this. Yep. And my social worker was like, well, would you be interested in a service dog? I've never had a dog in my life. I was a little skeptical, but I, uh, I linked up with this organization called Operation Delta Dog, which gave me my service dog. And Delta Dog, they rescued dogs from shelters, and they trained them to be service dogs for veterans. And since then, we have helped several veterans get service dogs as well. So tremendous. So, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, which is not usually something that, that, that I have to deal with. Um, how can someone get in touch with you? If someone's watching this podcast, either live or on the replay, and they say, you know, I'd love to help that guy. How can people get in touch with you to help you with some of the things you're doing to help veterans? I'll give you my, my phone number. It's 978-308-9186. You can call and leave me a message. My email is Jarvis, J-A-R-V-I-S dot Don at gmail.com. And I'm trying to be really good at keeping my website up, which is DonaldJarvis.com, which is where I'll highlight a lot of my community projects. Fantastic. So if anybody's interested in helping Donnie Jarvis, and you should be, especially at this Christmas time, because everything that you everything that you do to help Donnie goes directly to help the veterans. You don't take a salary. You don't take anything off the top of any of this stuff. Uh, and a lot of the nonprofits kind of do for salaries and all that other stuff. Uh, you can call 978-308-9186. You can email him at jarvis.don, D-O-N, at gmail.com. And your website is donaldjarvis.com. Anything you want to leave with us on this Christmas holiday season? I know you're a pretty upbeat guy. And, and as I said, you're kind of an inspiration no. to me. No? All right. Thanks. <laughs> well, Tom... Yeah, no, you, you, it's, it's this, everyone does so much. And I'll tell you, my Christmas stocking program this year, we collected over a thousand Christmas stockings that we distributed through the entire Commonwealth. 
And everybody who has supported me today, um, this year, previous years, I am truly grateful for all the support that I get. Um, none of this would be possible without any of that. So to everybody who has donated even a $10 gift card, um, I want to thank you all. So people can do that. If you want to get a gift card for, uh, for a veteran, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, or a restaurant, uh, or maybe even like, I think one of, one of the things that uh, I know that we've been asked a lot of is grocery gift cards for like Market Basket, Stop market and Shop. Market Basket's huge. Yes. Right. So if you want to if yep. you want to give to a veteran, you want to get like a twenty five dollar gift card, fifty dollar gift card to like Market Basket, Stop and Shop, so that uh, so that some of our veterans who shouldn't have to go hungry but do, uh, and you want to get it to Donnie, or if you just want to reach out to me and I'll get it to Donnie, be more than happy to do that. Donnie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for what you did today. I wish I could have been there, but I had to do the show, and I thought, geez, you know, I promised Donnie I was going to go to his event, and I didn't realize it was a Thursday, and I have to do my show. And then I thought, hey, why don't we just merge the two and have them zoom in? So I'm glad that you were here with us, and I'm glad what you did. Is he there? We lose thank him. you, Tommy. All right. Thank you, Donnie. We'll have you on again. You let me know yep. anytime you, you want to come in. Oh, did I lose you? Yep. We're good. Thank you, Donnie. Sounds good, buddy. We'll do it. Have a great holiday. All right. Don- Donnie Jarvis. And usually we say, you know, like Bill Smith, who's with Veterans Northeast Outreach or whatever. Donnie Jarvis is just Donnie Jarvis. Like, he didn't start a nonprofit to give himself a salary, to get himself an office, has overhead. This is a guy who's disabled, who has a hard time getting up every day, who has a hard time functioning every day. And yet, when he does get up and when he does function, he spends 100% of his time trying to help other veterans that are in similar situations as him. And, boy, I can't tell you – I can't think of somebody – who is more of a hero in our community than Donnie Jarvis. And in fact, I think we even did a, um, we, when we honor veterans on the front page, I think we've had him on twice now as a, a hero in our, in our midst, is what we call uh, that, that column on the front page of the Valley Patriot. Just such a tremendous guy. And, you know, my, I, my heart bleeds for Donnie Jarvis, knowing what he goes through every day. But I, I, again, I, my physical health isn't that great. And, uh, and I, have, I actually have decided I'm going to get a hip replacement Oh, wow. uh, in the last couple of days, I've just, it's been so tough for me to like, get stuff done that I need to get done for Christmas that I said, you know what, I've been putting it off. I'm going to have the surgery. And it's because of Donnie. Because I'm, I'm thinking, you know what, Donnie, if Donnie thought he could get a, have a surgery to make his pain better, he would probably do it because he's a brave guy. I'm not a brave guy. I'm a total pussy. <laughs> so I've been putting it off. I was told a year ago I needed, I needed a uh, hip replacement, and I said, screw it. I'm just going to work through the pain. And now I'm saying, you know what? Now I'm going to get the surgery. I think like within the next four weeks, I'm going to get the hip replacement so I can actually move around. Um, If you have been trying to reach the Valley Patriot website for the last few days, you've not been able to do that. I've gotten a couple dozen emails from people saying that they were doing research and they they Googled, uh, you know, whatever topic they were looking for and it pulled up a Valley Patriot page and it's not working. And the Valley Patriot's main page also still not working. And the reason for that is uh, Network Solution sucks. And that's my only answer that I can give you. I have been on the phone at least six or seven times a day for the last four days trying to get my website up, talking to Network Solutions. And uh, I finally, right on my way to this show, got a call back from Network Solutions that within 48 hours my site should be up. And, you know, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have had to go through this because my good friend David, W3ON.com, and I think you'll see that on the front page, on the front um, uh, ad when it when it rotates in. Uh, Dave Dieter Talley has been begging me for the last year 
to move over to his servers because he actually does maintain my website. And I, 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 I said yes, but then we just never pulled the trigger. It's one of those things where it's been on my list of things to do. I just haven't done it yet. Excuse me. Unfortunately, uh, now we've got this situation. So as soon as Network Solutions finishes fixing my website, I'm dumping Network Solutions. And I'm going with W3ON, and that's why they've got a free ad. And I'm going to keep giving David a free ad because if you're with Network Solutions, get away from Network Solutions. At one point, I was talking to somebody at their technical support yesterday, and they said, well, I hope you have a backup because we don't have any of your files. And I said, this newspaper has been in existence for 18 years. This website's been in existence for 18 years. You're telling me 18 years of content is now just completely gone? Is that what you're telling me? Like, seriously, is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, that, I'm sorry, but you, you must have a backup. I said, no, you guys are my backup. That's why I pay Network Solutions. You guys are my backup. I don't have any of this stuff backed up. It's on your servers. Find it. Find it. And so finally, I spoke with someone today. They found my files, but the paper, the, the paper website's not going to be up. So for those of you who are emailing me, please hang in with me for another couple of days. I know Christmas is, uh, what day is Christmas? Friday, Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. I don't even know. You know what I know about when Christmas is? Like the day before Christmas when someone says it's Christmas Eve, it goes, shit, I got to do some shopping. <laughs> that's, when I know, that's when I know when it's Christmas. So um, by the way, a good, uh, a good Christmas gift. Uh, W3ON, call Dave Natale, and if you know somebody who's got a website, call Dave and get a package from Dave. It's, he's, he's very inexpensive. And by the way, if I call him at 11 o'clock at night and say, I'm having a problem with my website, he fixes it. He takes care of it. Oh. And when, the, the, when my website went down this week, I was going to call Dave, but I knew he was like very busy. And he's got had a bunch of stuff to do. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to call Network Solutions myself. And I never should have done that. And I never, never. <laughs> Once I did, they started a ticket. And then Dave now can't fix it if he decides to come in later on to try. So we have to wait for them to fix the problem. And then Dave's going to completely take it over. And so should you if you've, if you've got a website. Huh? All right. Well, we get seven minutes left. I've never finished the show early, I don't think, I ever. Right? So um, I don't think I really have much else to say except for I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Me too. Um, Please don't listen to the people in government that you can't visit somebody if you don't have a vaccine, all that other crap. Make sure you spend some time with members of your family or people that you care about this Christmas because we don't know if they're going to be here next year. All right. And uh, we lost, uh, we've lost a couple of friends this year. One of them, Donnie, uh, one of them, uh, Dan Strange, who I, I, I think about every single day, uh, what a tremendous guy Dan was. And I, I wished, I did talk to him the day before he died from the hospital, and we were actually under the impression that he was going to pull through it, and then he didn't. And so I, I, it makes me realize that whether it's your mom or your dad, my parents, or my brother, or my, or my sister, or the people in my life, or the people in your life, uh, make sure you spend some time with them. And if you can't, make sure you reach out to them. Give them a call and say, you know, I'm sorry we couldn't spend some time on Christmas, but I want you to know I'm thinking about you, and I care about you, and hopefully we're all going to be together again next year. Um, I want to thank our sponsors. You can roll up uh, Melvin Taylor, believe it or not, early, early for once, right? Um, thank our sponsors. Who are they here? McLennan Real Estate, Century 21. I love Matt and Janet and Sam, and we'll have them in to talk about real estate in the next couple of weeks. AFC Urgent Care. We're working on getting AFC Urgent Care a billboard in Lawrence. And they're going to take the profits from that billboard, and they're going to donate it for a scholarship. We're going to call it the Brian DePena Scholarship. 
Wow. Because if Brian helps them get the billboard, the scholarship should be in his name, right? There you go. Uh, Marsan and Son Construction. I'm hoping that my friends at Tomaselli is going to call him to do the construction on their building in Haver- on Haverhill Street. EIS, investigation and gun training. A great Christmas gift. You want to get a gift certificate to EIS, uh, investigation to gun training. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get my hot sausages right after the show. Tortellini salad's great. The macaroni salad's great. And they've actually got um, a, a, a great uh, spinach ravioli, which I really like. And a butternut squash ravioli is pretty good, too. Tomo and Happy Crowd. We were at Tomo last night. Got the Emperor's Delight. It was fantastic. Clear Path for Veterans New England and a free plug for Sullivan Insurance, as well as, again, Dave DiNatale at W3ON. Melvin Taylor says go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.